What up, what up, what up, family? It is your boy here, the host with the most, Chris Latham, aka Feed Me and I'm Happy, aka his caller ID reads the greatest. I want to thank you all for joining me for a brand new episode of the Happiness Loves Company podcast. What's up, family? I want to give you guys a heads up that this episode does run an hour and 50 minutes long. That is exactly what happens when Farah and I get into a conversation. Um, So I want to give you guys also a heads up. We briefly talk about the whole George Floyd situation that's going on in North America right now. We spend a little bit of time going about our views and our thoughts on that. Although I am saving my point of view and my thoughts on the whole black experience for the next coming up episode. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, family. Welcome to episode nine of the Happiness Loves Company podcast. Now I'm with a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Farrell Freeman. What's up, Farrell? Peace, peace, peace. Thank you for having me. So now, Farrell, how could I put this? This is a man that wears many hats. He's a man of the community, a fellow king, a fellow brother, a man who's always trying to uplift the people, a man who's hosting, who helps host events to help take care of the kids take care of single parents. Just honestly, this guy wears a million and one hats. I'm not sure how the man does it all. He must be some sort of Superman. That's definite. That's for sure. <laughs> Farrell, welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you here right now, man. Man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And thank you so much. Great, great intro. Yeah, I do do a lot. So that's, that's <laughs> I, you just summarized it awesomely right there. Perfect. So real quick, <laughs> just let the people know who Farrell Freeman is and what he's doing right now. Awesome. So yeah, so I am Farrow Hamid Freeman. I am the founder of the One Full Circle Melanated Community Network, also known as the OFC. Um, Basically, the OFC is a network that really focuses on bridging the gap between the French and the English-speaking melanated community. Um, We're at the service of the people. So we have over 500 registered members. And at this point, I think we're over 15 or 16,000 subscribers. Um, And really, the the reason we actually well like we do do a lot is because we're at the service of the people so when there is a need within the community um as a network it's our responsibility to fulfill so we do everything from education we have different network uh within the network we have different workshops and stuff that we do um we have a homeschooling network um we have a like we do advocacy as well so we're 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 always on the uh call it the front line when it comes to representing the needs of our community um, we support individuals with their social needs, um, but we're also there to support businesses just to make sure that they're getting visibility, um, that they're getting support. We educate the people on the value of spending money within the community. Um, and like basically, the, I guess one, one of the biggest accomplishments that we've had recently was as a collective, we were able to um, create an investment group within the network where we raised about $40,000 for the purchase of real estate. Um, and it's like the vision is to really reestablish our own black wall street, but, um, you know, this is just, this is just the beginning and, you know, like everybody within the network, they're really dedicated to building for the next generation. So I feel that's why we've been able to get so far and do so many things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So now, like, I think back to myself, I don't know when or how I met you, but all I got to say is that with the way, with the way things are and how far we've had this relationship. You're one of the few people where anytime an idea comes up or like you need some help with something and if I got it, there is no questions asked. Like, I don't need the story. I don't need the pitch. I don't need an explanation. I'm in just because it sits in my moral values of always giving back to the people, giving back to the community. 
for me, a big thing, a part of my life goals is to help give education power and hope to the next generation. Because the end of the day, if you don't take care of the next generation, who's going to hold up the generation that comes after and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So anything you call it, anything you need, I'm always there to give it. If I got it, no questions asked. So that I'm very ha- happy for. And it's honestly, dude, like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I, I have to say, and, and you're not just saying, because you have, you're, you're, you're like, you, you're, you're, you're an awesome OFC member, like, and you're extremely supportive. So that's it's like on, on many occasions. So you're not just saying it. So for those who are listening, you know, he, he's not just saying it just to be cool. He really does. <laughs> he really does. Boy, walk the really walk, does. baby. Yeah, yeah he, really, walk. He, he really, really does. And, and the thing is, it's like, that's it. Like we have a code of conduct um, that we created when we started the network. And it is really like the main rules is that you see the value in supporting community. You're always going to provide good customer service and quality product. And you're always just, you're basically building for the next generation. And you see the value in building for the next generation. So it's huge. And yeah, definitely. It's a, like, I'm really, I'm blessed to have you and, and similar people like you within this network. Definitely. Cause like, you know, you plant the tree today, that tree could feed the generations to come and it's all about planting seeds. Thank you. That's exactly, that's what it is. It's funny because when we had started this whole thing, the goal, it, one of the goals at least was to establish relationships. It was because it was funny because being somewhat of a conspiracy theorist was that one day in case the, the value of the dollar, like we, let's say we had no money. Um, at least if you're a part of the network, you'd have relationships with individuals that would help to secure your survival. Right? So that, that was, uh, you know, like, so if you shoot, you bake bread and I make shirts, cool. You always have a shirt to wear and I always have bread to eat. Like, and that exactly. was ba- just off based off a relationship, you know? So it's, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we've been able to do. It's been 10 years now we've been running OFC. Um, and, it, and like, I still feel we're very much just at the beginning, you know, like there's so yep. much more things. Um, for us to do and to reveal to the community and stuff like that so i'm really really looking forward to it yeah and the big thing i'm excited for also is that like i'm a big fan of hip-hop music and i see a lot of the stuff that artists and also non-artists are doing in the community in the united states major major things they're doing some are setting up schools food giving back drives helping single parents take care of their family and their housing mm-hmm. and it's my big thing was like man there really nothing is there really is nothing here in montreal like that and then years few months later after thinking about that i popped up on you and found you and everything since then i'm like dude this is like a call and it's exactly what i'm looking for so i'm yeah. really happy to have you spearheading that yeah um and, and the thing is it's funny um because this past week uh we held three um consultations like community we call them like community town hall meetings just in light of what's happening in the community um facing like the systemic racism and 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 you know just facing just the police brutality and one of the things that that had come up as a discussion as a point that we should look into as a community was just being able to send financial aid to families like who are going through it like you know like um if, if a family if a family member um, I had died uh, because of result of police brutality, um, we would be reaching out, uh, we will be reaching out like to the families, to connect with the families, to connect with local organizations there who are on the ground and helping. And just, we can't be there physically, but as a collective, if, if shoot, if a hundred people say, okay, you know what, let's put together a hundred bucks, $10, then cool, we're sending them a thousand bucks. Shoot, if we're hundred, if a hundred people say, let's put, put together a hundred bucks, we're sending them 10,000. You know what I mean? And, but the idea is at least as a collective, like the power is on, is on our numbers. You know what I mean? And so it's like, that, that our, our slogan is really united we stand. And that's because like, as a collective, there's tons of things that we can do. Definitely, definitely. And that's, that's something everybody needs. Like if you know that you, at the end of the day, you got someone that's got your back, that's got your well-being in hand, it makes you feel a whole lot less alone. Yeah. And like to what you mentioned before about the whole things about building relationships, it's the main reason why I have this podcast is that 
in life, I find we build these relationships with people and some people are very quite interesting. Some people have different perspectives on things. I'm like, you know what? For myself, my personal reason for doing this is a little selfish at the same time. I get energized off of having great conversations with people I enjoy being around. And generally, people I enjoy being around are quite interesting people. So I'm like, you know what? Let me set up a way where I could have these things to talk to people uninterrupted, just me and them, and be able to get going about deep subjects and not just talk about any random subject. Mm-hmm. That's, and, but that, and, and that, that, but that's huge. And it, I think, well, you hit it. There's a, a peace of mind, you know, just knowing that you're not alone. Like it, it just, we had a member that reached out to us because she was being discriminated at work. Um, so just, just the fact that for, on behalf of the organization, we sent a letter on her behalf to say that this has come to our attention. Um, and, and if it, if it proceeds, then basically like they're, they're, we're going to take further action and, and it stopped like basically because it's, there's a difference of when you're dealing with things as an individual, even society, the structure, the system, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. they look at you differently when they know you're, when they know you're not alone, when they know yep. it's not just you functioning. So it's like, they don't know the weight of the organization. They don't know the kind of influence. They don't know how many numbers we have. And mm-hmm. so they, no one wants that smoke. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? No. <laughs> No one, no one wants, that. wants so, that smoke. You know what Definitely I mean? So, so it's like, Definitely you know not. what? So that, that's it. And that, that's that other peace of mind that we give to people. Just knowing that, you know what? You always have a, an outlet where you could express yourself. Just being able to give people that platform that we did throughout the week. You had so many people that were feeling helpless. That I feel is one of the worst things to feel like when you're seeing things happening and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to turn and you don't have anybody to speak to. The OFC, we create that platform just to give people an opportunity just to vent just to get it out and we're listening uh, but mm-hmm. one thing myself and my background is that I can't just take things just for the sake of just I just I just don't want to I'm not just going to listen to it just for the sake of hearing it it is really like okay I've taken it in and now let's see what what are we going to do let's work towards a solution so that like one this problem doesn't doesn't come back again so let's work towards something you know and it's just it's huge to be able to give people that opportunity in that platform yep definitely definitely it's super important and it's like, it, again, it comes down to having a platform and being able to feel like you're not alone. And that's one of the things also for me is just a lot of stuff I'm reading and as you see online, a lot of negativity, a lot of bad news, like nothing really there to uplift. I'm like, you know what, let me, like, I can't be alone in wanting to see difference in the world, mm-hmm. wanting to hear something that's a bit more positive to uplift my day. So I'm like, you know what, one of the biggest things I've learned in life is you got to create your own tribe sometimes. Mm, talk about it. Podcasts, I'm working on expressing myself. I'm trying to find different venues and ways to get a message out. And I know that alone will attract people that are like-minded, that enjoy. Like I've gotten feedback from some people about the podcast, which is pretty dope. I'm really excited about that. Like, you know, it's refreshing. And that's the word I love hearing the most is that it's meant to be refreshing. It's not supposed to be like everything else you're hearing your day. When you want a chance to reset or unwind, you put plug this in, you hear a nice genuine conversation that's rarely edited. Like I may edit out some ums here and there, but that's the most I do for editing. <laughs> right. Edit out some dead silence. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not going to have you guys listen to three seconds of someone thinking for their answer. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. But then it is just to keep things authentic, like the conversation you may have with a friend and just dig deep and like unfiltered. That's the whole goal of that. So now, I love it. you being a man, a, a million and one hats, like it mm-hmm. is. Dude, yep. <laughs> you got yeah. me on some superhuman juice right now. Yeah, you, did, you didn't even mention I have two radio shows. Like you just mentioned just the basic stuff. But okay, <laughs> Radio shows, he homeschools, a married man, yeah, the yeah, yeah, husband. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a superhero. <laughs> So first thing I want to ask is with all these hats you're wearing, what are and how do you execute your daily rituals? Awesome. So um, very good question and I'm glad to share it. So one is um, 
as we start our day, and I say we because we do it as a family. So first thing in the morning is meditation for not just myself, but my entire household. Yes, yes, <laughs> so my, Ooh, baby. My, <laughs> my wife, my two-year-old, my, nine, my two-year-old daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, and my 12-year-old son, um, we have a 10 to 15-minute meditation. But hold on. I, I'm sorry, Far. I got to cut you off here. Yep. You mean to tell me you have a 10-year-old kid who's full of energy who's able to meditate? But no, impossible. Yeah, you forgot my two-year-old. My two-year-old <laughs> meditates, okay? Like, all right. Now, in all honesty, like, she's not at a point yet where she's sitting with her legs crossed and, you know, my eye. But she is now at a point where she'll sit quietly for the 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes she'll close her eyes. Sometimes she'll keep them open. But she, she, she respects the meditation enough at this and understands it enough at her stage at her age to know that it's time for us to just sit down and relax and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to have a two year old do that for 10 minutes. Hey, come on. Thank you. Actually, I already started, but thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you for that push. But, um, but yes, no, so that's it. So basically, and actually I have to give it proper context. Even before the meditation, we do a, a little tool in the tab, like we say, where everybody gives their intentions for the day. So it's like, oh. you know, so, my intentions, my affirmations for the day. This is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do today. So that's pretty awesome. So then we do the meditation and then we have a five to six minute collective family workout. Okay. So we watch, like we put on something on the YouTube, move all the furniture back. And it's like, um, anything like, yeah, just something to keep our, our, our to get our blood pumping, something mm-hmm. exciting, do some push-ups, some jumping jacks. We recently actually just started um, doing like power walks, like, uh, around the block. So it's like mm-hmm. now we alternate. So some days we'll do the inside workout and some days we'll do the power walk around the block, but it's just Dude, get our blood pumping. That sounded like some million dollar habit to you you're implementing right there in that household. Oh yeah. Well, you know how it gets on. Yeah. I, I like, I'm, I'm a millionaire that just hasn't manifested my complete wealth yet, but I'm already there. Like, you I'm know, like, you say that. And that's something I remember back in CJP where like, I'd, I, I, I like to ask questions you just kind of mess with people yeah so what are you studying it's like oh, i'm a doctor i'm starting to be like so you're you are a doctor no i'm not I'm like but no you are a doctor who just didn't get his degree yet mm-hmm. kind of, and I, I didn't now that you say that i realized I'm like oh shit i was ahead of my time i was already <laughs> setting these intentions but i didn't realize it yet but the exactly you are what you want to be just you didn't finish the steps yet mm-hmm. 100 g 100 percent. i'm a, like i'm a big like i'm big on visualizations i'm big on affirmations like you speak it and it comes in you come to flourishing i'm big on just you know just seeing and projecting projecting a lot so mm-hmm. that's why i'm very mindful of what i say um i'm very mindful of making even making sure my children are mindful of what they say like what they are projecting into the universe because we are a lot more powerful than we've been led to believe so it's like so we have to be very careful in what we say what we think and what like just like even how we feel is super yeah. important. Like, let that guide you. If, some, if you're doing something and you're feeling kind of wonky about it, it's like, pay, pay attention to that because that's your inner being telling you that, yo, you're going left. Uh, you need to go right. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, that is... So. <laughs> I'm going to so, get back to your rituals. We could go off yes, on a tangent yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. T- t- <laughs> tell me about it because and definitely we, we vibrate on the same frequency. We've already spoken about this, so we could definitely go off. So, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, that's, that's the first part. And then... Um, my children are, are homeschooled and stuff like that. So then they go into their virtual classes and virtual lessons and stuff we have set up for them. That's when I take the time to get into my journal. Um, so I journal, um, just, I, you know, I spend a couple of minutes every day just writing at least a page. And again, my journals, I, I spend them on just projecting my future. So I, I journal like just my ideal life. I think yesterday in my journal, I, uh, my family and I left our estate that we own somewhere out 
north and then we drove to the um to the pj which is our private jet um the private jet flew us to trinidad uh, where customs came to check us um, at the PJ, where we cleared customs. And then we hopped over to our helicopter that flew us to our state in, uh, on the hill in Trinidad. So that was it. And then we spent the next day, because in my journal, I had time to go to the next day. And the, <laughs> the next day, we went to the beach, because that's why we went. <laughs> it was like, we left Canada to go to Trinidad, because we felt like going to the beach. Anyway, so, uh. that, <laughs> so that's, you know, and... And it's funny because even in my journal, I still have the same rituals. <laughs> so, Good. So, so as, as we're going through, I, I make the children still have to go through their lessons in my journal. So they go through their lessons. And then after, you know, we have, we, we have the day, then we have a, a, a live-in housekeeper that prepares lunch and stuff for us. And then after lunch, that's when we go to the beach. But, you know, even in my, even in my visualizations, I like to make sure that, you know, I keep things in line with pretty much how I'm doing it right now. I dig it. I dig it. Because it's, so, again, like it's those consistent habits those habits done on a consistent basis becomes just routine and become part of your dna becomes who you are and that's literally what it is um and then basically i usually wrap up with with half an hour to an hour of reading depending on how much time i have um so and i'm i like i I read all kind of different business books right now i'm reading a book that is completely nuts okay it has nothing to do with business um where's the title do i have the title here lord um I, before we wrap, if we, if I have a minute, just and if you remember, I'll I'll run and go get the book because I guess I'll put the book in the show notes at the bottom also. Yeah, but it's nuts. Okay, I'm just telling you guys right now, it's nuts. Um, it's just nuts because of the way I think. I and I'm pretty sure no one thinks like me, but the book it's like it's the Taoist secrets to um, sexual energy. Okay. Ah, uh, now we're talking my language, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's on some next level stuff. Because it's teaching you about seminal retention. So that's basically not ejaculating and interjaculating and using that energy like to basically charge your entire body, all your chakras and everything. And it, it starts to give you access to the other side of your brain. Yo, oh, yo. You know, I'm on some next level stuff. Like, but I've, <laughs> I've always been kind of... <laughs> I'm gonna be hitting up Amazon after this call. That's for sure. Yo, that yo, gee, my gosh, like I can't even like. Anyways, but but I'm telling you, like I'm I I'm into these things just because, as 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 focused as I am on the physical, in the sense of I like to make sure that when I'm physically comfortable, like I'm working towards calling materialistic things, like I want houses and cars, and I want to make sure my community is eating, and I want to make sure that they're also living in a certain way. But at the same time. I am just as focused on the spiritual and I see things and I, I want to tap deeper into my, my non-physical self. I want to tap into different levels of things. And just by my desire of wanting to raise my vibration, this book came into my experience. I have to say mm-hmm. like, it would, you know, like, and, and so far so good. It's, it's like, I, it's not, I'm not done yet, but the amount of crazy things it's saying. Anyway. Oh, I can't wait to get my hands on that book. I'm ordering that ASAP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as we're talking, because I, I feel like I took a picture of it for one of my boys. I'm trying to see if I if I have it in my phone. But I, yeah, yeah. But I, as as we're talking, I'm sure I'm gonna find it somewhere in here. I'll yeah. It. So I I gotta say, like I'm listening to your rituals. That is, again, like I said before, those are millionaire rituals right there. Like all the books I've read, all the podcasts listen listen to, all the YouTube videos I watch. Everybody at the top is the same thing. You got to meditate in your day. You got to make sure to read daily. You got to take care of your mind and your health and your body and everything else will be able to go into play. And I yeah. think that 
this whole mm -hmm. Corona pandemic we're in right now is a good opportunity for people to do that. Exactly. A hundred percent. And it's like, and it's really like, I, I, I can't, I, I, I have to give credit because it is because years ago I read the secrets of a millionaire mind, I think, um, mm -hmm. uh, by something hard. I can't remember his name, but anyways, um, uh, yeah, but that secrets of a millionaire mind and that, it taught me some vital things. Um, so one, like my, in terms of my rituals and the other thing that I have to say that it taught me that, um, that has changed my entire life experience is how I manage money. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, like, like, honestly, like it taught me really that it has nothing to do with how much money you make. It's really about your money habits and your money rituals. Like it's like, and just that, um, fundamental. And I don't know if I have time to just share very quickly for anybody who's interested. Mm -hmm. um, and who, who might not have read the book, but just very, very simply, it, it teaches that you want to break your money down into what, what, um, what we call funnels. Okay. So it's like you make a hundred dollars, you break it down into six funnels, 10, um, 10 and the percentages you could, you could tweak according to your own life experience. But so in our case, so we do 10% to give that's like basically and if you're going to church, you call it your tithe because we're not churchgoers. We have money that we just put aside to just give to help mm -hmm. organizations. If a person is in need, if we see something online, we want to give to a GoFundMe, whatever, but we have a fund to give and to help. We have 10% of a money of our money that never, we never touch. It serves like a, a nest egg. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, mm -hmm. we, literally, we literally call it never touch. And then we have 10% that goes into short-term savings. So let's say we, we want to go on a trip or we want to buy something extravagant or whatever be the case, we'll put money in that fund. Um, and then we have personal development and education. So anything that goes yes. into training, buying books, um, anything, new programs. Uh, my daughter is just saying that she now wants to get into photography. So we're going to be taking some money from that fund that we have to be able to finance that. Um, so that's that, 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 oh, and then we have play, play money is 10% that you just blow. Like, and that's, yep. just, that, that's so you, you know, you need that, right? It's <laughs> yes. for balance. You need yes. it for balance. Like when my wife and I are bored, we're like, yo, we're going to this restaurant. I'm going to buy everything. Like it's just basically like yep. that. You, you need to have a fund for that. Cause if you're always just like rigid and saving, like eventually you're going to burst. So you need to just allocate some money to just blow, buy weed, do whatever the hell you want. It's just yep. that the goal is that that's play money. That's what we have it for. And then the other 50% is what we use to pay all our bills. And it's like, and like, we really have to budget that 50% because when we have, when we don't have it, even if we have all, we have money in all the other funnels, you can't touch it. that's it. If we don't have, if, if, if whatever, if we miss budgeted and we owe money on a bill, that's next pay for that. Like it's really, we're not going to go into any other funnels because we discipline ourselves. Like, dude, I hear you on that, man. Like just the other day I was talking to Lionel. I'm like, dude, you didn't take out the rent from last month. Like I sent it to you. Mm -hmm. my mistake i look back i never got notified on it because anytime a transaction goes so i get notified on my phone right. I'm like oh he did take it out so i'm like oh i got more money in the account <laughs> so that money just got shifted over to the investment account real quick exactly <laughs> that's exactly it's like oh move that over score no but that's that's basically what it is so it's all about discipline and then the thing is like so you could start just as simple as like you know shoot you budget a shit $10 a month. But the point is to really create that discipline, create that habit, because you'll be surprised and little change adds up. And before you know it, you're like, shit, I have 10,000 in this. I have a thousand in this. Exactly. That, like, that, that right there is a story I've gone through. I'm actually writing, I'm writing, currently writing a blog on that. that I'll be sharing out soon. It's a, how pretty much how I turned over like 14 K of debt in like just under a year. Wow. Yeah. But I'm gonna call it 14 months. Cause it sounds like a much better title. <laughs> Be honest. That's the facts. That's just how it is. <laughs>
Marketing-wise, so it just makes more sense. Yeah, so that's something I'm writing right now. It's not as easy to write, but you know, it's a short story. It's a story that has to be shared, and it's part of education that we all need to learn. Mm-hmm. And like I'm looking back now, I'm thinking now, just as back to the podcast right now, I realized I completely forgot to ask you the most important question I ask all my guests when they start the, episode, the podcast. I think it's the mm-hmm. third time I make this mistake. It's just, you know, I get so excited to just jump right in. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to ask the first question again. Mm-hmm. So the question I ask all my guests when they come on is, so again, this is the Happiness Loves Company podcast. Right. What does happiness mean to you? Oh, um, happiness to me is peace of mind. It's like, um, and I, I, I'll elaborate so, so it's not so vague. Um, for me, like I said, I'm very, um, I'm very mindful in terms of how I feel. So for me, like I like happiness to me is, is having a peace of mind in knowing that, um, I don't have to worry about finances. I don't have to worry if my children are safe. Uh, I don't have to worry about my health. I don't have to worry about my family's health. I don't have to worry period that to me, that's happiness. Like that's like, it, it, I can't, it's not a monetary value. It's not like, I can't say having a million dollars will make me happy. I can't say it's just literally like just knowing that just having that peace of mind. I'm not sure if, if I'm giving you an answer that's too vague, but that's for me. It's like, when I think about it, like that, like all my visualizations, everything is around just that peace of mind. Like I, that's what makes me happy. That's happiness to me. Yeah, that speaks volumes. And it goes hand in hand with everything you've been saying so far, like peace of mind about your health, your family's health, financials, a mental state. Like it's just once everything's in balance and in order, you could then you're then you're you're then free to kind of do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And but I have I have to say, um, uh, although I have I don't feel like we like I've accomplished all my goals yet. Um, because of the fact that I'm very big on visualization and speaking my things into reality, I'm confident that things will come into flourishing, um, so to speak, that I am still content every day, you know, like I'm not like, uh, and, and, and like, I feel like I just need to, I just want to elaborate a little bit more on it just because it's like, I, even if I, I don't have those things, like I'm still happy, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not feeling dis- discontent until I get to the goal. But it's like, um, like w- I know when I do get there though, like it, it is gonna give me that peace that I'm looking for. I hear you on that. And <clears throat> sorry, mm-hmm. I like that because essentially what you are doing is you're practicing gratitude. And gratitude, it's like a skill, it's a muscle, it's something that has to be worked on. And the way I look at it is, I'm doing the same thing myself, is I got goals I wanna get to, I'm not there, but I make sure to be grateful for every day I have. Because what's going to happen is, I, what I firmly believe is, once we get to that goal, you've ingrained your, in yourself what being happy is, what being grateful is so much that when you get there, you're going to be able to appreciate that, be grateful for it, in the moment, be happy for what you have instead of like, oh, I got here and now what? And exactly. I'm sure you're like me. I'm not, I don't fear the, but now what's going to happen? Like, mm-hmm. all right, I can reach all my goals. There's nothing left on like, that's coming towards me, nothing left on the treadmill that's coming up. No, mm-hmm. like, I'm always pushing that goalpost. Word. But at the same time, it's in that daily practice of gratitude that balances out the effect that negates the effect of feeling inadequate and not feeling enough, not feeling like you're ever getting there because you're daily putting work is like, I I push my goal further, but I'm making sure to appreciate what I have right now. Well said. Thank you. You reiterated (laughs) perfectly. That's exactly what it is because it's so much. It's like just having that appreciation, like, like for people who don't know, like the universe really responds to that. Because yes. it's like, and, and it'll give you more. Like, it's like from when you're grateful for the little you have, you get more. 
Yes. Like, and that's really, that's just, you know, like a hundred percent. And that's, that to me is the life I live. Like, I like to believe that that's the energy I put out. Like when I connect with people, they're always like, you're always in a good mood. I'm like, yeah, dude. Cause like, do you see like, like it's silly, but you got to wake up today. Mm-hmm. Or like of all the sperm cells, you made it. Like, dude, <laughs> right. it's, silly, like, it's silly, but the fact is, there's no chance of you ever making the winning that race ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You won, you won the race, dude. <laughs> That's <laughs> huge. It's a massive and, race. Yeah. And I think it's just that sometimes we kind of disconnect ourselves from those little things like, oh, it's whatever. We let, but those little whatevers is the reason why we are where we are today. Mm-hmm. And when you appreciate all those little whatevers, like, dude, there's nothing that can take me down. Like, if, you, if I get into, like, if I'm on the traffic and someone cuts me off, I'm like, why, how would I be upset? Like, dude, like, we're going to end up at the same red light anyways. Yeah, that's it. And you must first. be, uh, you're in a lot more of a rush than I am. So go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to try to fight you. What's the point of that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Because it's like, and it's, these are conversations I have so often with people. Just It's just like, is it really worth it? Like, even when you're just like as a communicator and, and because of the, the network, like I have to communicate with people all the time. And it's like, for me, like the biggest thing is just getting people to understand like, really, is it really worth it though? Like, mm-hmm. it's like what you're doing, what your thing is like, or is it just your ego and you feel like you have to do this to show to somebody else or to somebody like, mm-hmm. take a pause for a second and ask yourself, is it really worth it? Then, you know, like, and then sure. If you say yeah, after that, if you've done it or your self-reflection, you feel it is, then cool, go ahead. But exactly. sometimes, sometimes you just have to be, pay attention because sometimes it's just your ego that's leading, leading and, and you feel like this is something you have to do to be able to, you know, show face or whatever be the case or blah, blah. But a lot of times, man, it's just like, you know, if we take a step back and take a breather, you realize that shit, nothing's really worth it. <laughs> exactly. And like, it's like, for me, I look at that and the big word that keeps popping up for me for the past, I think, six months, it all comes down to perspective. Always. That's, yep. That's it. A hundred percent. You hit it. Perspective. G. And like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tap into the times we're in right now with the Mr. George Floyd killing and all that. Like, mm-hmm. the, like the cop doing what he did, it comes down to, this is going to be a tough thing to say, but it comes down to perspective in the sense of for that particular cop, I'm going to assume, and like my part of my mission of helping and making change in the world is that is to change the image of pretty much black people in North American media. And mm-hmm. I say North American media because like I've had some of my favorite artists like David Banner go like tell come back and like, dude, I went to Africa and like they technically found I was American. They're like, dude, like you're nothing like what we've seen on TV. Like even they view the Americans as like the negative stereotypes. It's like, dude, right. I came back, I completely changed my image because I realized the message I was putting out in my music affected how people outside of America would see us also. I'm like, dude, that is huge. Wow. And he's made Powerful. a full 180 and a bunch of other artists, but the reason for me that the image comes into play is that if I think to my experience and my story, it all comes down to image. Actually, this can be part of the next episode. I got, I got, I got to say this for later, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Well, it's all about you right now. Yo, no, but the thing is, but I, but if, if I can just touch lightly on that, because we did, it did obviously come up in like, these are why we've been having these powwows um, all week, these discussions. Um, and image is super important. And, but I, I, just touching on what you're saying concerning perspective, because um, right now, what we're dealing with as a people, and I'm not even talking about black people, I'm talking about people in general, we, we need to understand racism, and we need to understand the difference between racists and white people. Because what's happening is we're doing a lot of generalization. Um, and it's really not the case. Like there is a there's a select amount of racist um, 
like let's just say racist white people all right there's a there's a there's a uh, it's not all of them like in the conversation we say okay let's say it's 10 10 20% of all the people uh, of all the people on the planet are genuinely racist but you have to understand racism is a sickness right it's not like you're not functioning at your full capacity when you're racist because you're doing things that's just not logical like you're you're racist if you're sick like the- the best thing I have to explain that, did you ever hear about the monkey study where they climb the ladder and they get hosed on? No. Oh, man. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> this, I think I found this in CJP, is the best way to explain racism. Mm-hmm. I, I may butcher the example of the story. And like, it's, the only reason I cut you off is that it, it's so poignant to what, it's so important to what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. So in short, you got five monkeys sitting in a cage and on the ladder, at the top of the ladder, there's a banana. Okay. First monkey goes up, the other five, the other monkeys get hosed down with water. He comes down. Another monkey goes up, the other monkeys get hosed down. That repeats. So every monkey in there has went up while the others got hosed. Mm. Take that monkey out, take one monkey out, put a new monkey in. So the new monkey climbs up, the ones at the bottom get hosed. Okay, so that's happening. Take, I I know I butchered this, but the message will still be there. Take Mm. an old monkey out, bring a new one in. Oh man, I butchered it, man. Let me bring that back. And I'm keeping this in. I'm not editing this. I'm not editing this out. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get it. Because the thing is, and I feel like I've heard that, like, because it creates almost like an animosity. Yes. No, like it's something along those lines where it's like the other monkey's like, wait, it's like, if you go up, I'm going to have to pull you down because I don't want to get Exactly. Hurt. So that's essentially right. what happens. So after in the first five, set of monkeys, when one would go up, the others will pull them down because they didn't want to get wet or so they right. pull them up. Mm-hmm. Now, all the monkeys I've been in there have been up while the others got hosed and will pull the next guy down to beat him up. because, like, look, I'm not going to get hosed for you to get the banana. Mm-hmm. Take an old monkey out, put a new one in who has no idea what's happening. He's going to go up, get pulled down and beat up by the other monkeys, never got to the banana. So mm-hmm. take out all the old ones, repeat that cycle. So now you have a whole set of five brand new monkeys that were not there from the beginning. But all they know is if you climb that ladder, we got to beat you up. Mm. There's the reason why they're beating them up. And to me, it's the, wow. one of the best ways to explain how racism gets fed down from one generation to the next. Wow. And that's huge. And I would actually say the main racist is the person who's dealing, who's putting the monkeys in and out. So I, I feel like, because that's oh. the, you know, like if you want to really like, cause the person who's orchestrating that is the person who's really sick. Like, why are you doing that? Like, that's the, it's like everybody else, they, they become victims of it. Um, but the real sick person is the person who's doing that, who's conditioning that. Like the, per, like the, like we're talking about people who brought their children to watch lynchings. Right now, mm-hmm. what do you think happens to the mind of that child? They're, they're taught a certain thing. They're taught like, cool, this is normal. This is how we get down as a people. They grow older. They continue that perpetual disgusting behavior. So yep. it's like, and, and the, the, in terms of perspective, we as a community need to understand that and look at it differently. Like, so that one, we don't do what other people did to us in terms of just generalizing and saying all white people are like this, you know, like, because we can't, we do, we do have to look at it like, okay, there's, there's these sick people that we have to be mindful of, and then there's the rest of the community, you know, so it's just, but just, just to say, like, just to, to, to touch lightly on that, it is something that we do need to understand that racism is a sickness, um, and as a people, one, we need to start protecting ourselves against that sickness, but still be open to have the conversations with people so that we could get to a, a solution, Mm-hmm. and create create allies and stuff like that but while it's happening it's time as a people that we really start to defend ourselves against it and yep. we can leave it at that <laughs> yep. perfect so i'm gonna veer back to the podcast yes <laughs> yes like, as, as you guys can see we could easily go off on a tangent no problem uh-huh. at all um for a lot of you listening you realize it's a common theme with a lot of my guests that come in so also the hardest part for me with all this with all these episodes is trying to stay the course the list of questions i have set up mm-hmm. in front of me mm-hmm. so 
I'm gonna try. I'm gonna jump right back into it. Cool. Um, when you think back to, when you think back to your childhood, how would you describe yourself as a kid growing up? Um, I've, um, I'm a very old soul, and I've been conscious of myself for a very long time. So I, I've always been forward thinking. I've always been um, as far back as I can remember. I think I started my first business. I was in grade maybe two, elementary school. Um, and I used to walk to school and then I, um, no, it was grade two or grade three. I think it was grade three. So grade three, I was walking to school. I used to go to Muriel Dumont in the West Island and I used to have to walk by a corner store. Um, and when I, and at school, <laughs> I realized that there's no corner store near the school. So I would buy gum and bring it to school and sell it at 10 cents a pop. And, and then I was smart enough then to nicely give gum to the teachers who were who were les surveillants on the on the field um i would also give gum to bullies um bigger kids than me i've never been that big of a person so i would i would give gum to them and i would sell gum to everybody else and so at a young age like as a child i was making my own money long time mm -hmm. so but but i could distinctly remember because i remember my older cousins would come to the house and i was always like I'm there looking at the Sears catalog because I'm like, ah, I want a guy, I get a microwave or I want to buy a, 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 a dishwasher. One of my things, I wanted a dishwasher. And they're like, they're like, you want a dishwasher? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my next goal. And I'm talking, I'm in grade three. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, what are you thinking about? I'm just like, to me, it was just a logical investment. I'm like, I'm well, it's sense, like, right. Right. Washer, you no longer need to do dishes. You now have free time to do something else. Thank you. That's, you know, but so just to say, so I've always, I've always had this kind of thing. And even um, my, I guess the oldest cousin I have, like our first cousin, um, when she used to babysit me, even like now I'm older, she likes to tell me all these stories. And she's like, when you were like seven, she's like, people would just stop and listen to you. You always had things to say and like deep things too, <laughs> where it's like, people are like, where does this guy ha get this information? And even my parents are like, we, we don't know where he's coming from. But I've just, you know, I've been, I've been plugged in for a long time. Gee, mm -hmm. like I've been just doing my damn thing. And then if you permit me, I just recently found out that I, I am, I'm a part of a, a family of light. I'm part of a spiritual collective. Um, I'm like, no, you're, your, your listeners are probably like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah, no. So I, again, I'm a spiritualist, right? So I do connect with beings that are not all physical. I do, I do sit and I, I have sessions with, with people who channel um, non-physical beings and stuff like that. I, and I do it pretty often. Like I have, the, I, like I said, I'm very connected to the non-physical just as I am the physical. So in a recent um, uh, session I had, I was introduced to my star family. So all of, a lot of us um, came to this planet for a purpose. We came to this planet from different star be from different star families, different star lights, like whatever you want to call it, different planets, for lack of a better term, um, and we came for for different purposes. Everyone has various purposes and different backgrounds. So I came to meet. I had an opportunity to meet my spiritual family and or my yeah my star family. And and I'm Palladian. I come from not Palladian. Sorry, I'm I'm from Sirius B. Um, so I'm Syrian, and my my star family are planners. Um, we're, we're a lot, we do a lot of the strategizing, um, in terms of what happened. And so literally my character and how I've been since youth is really a direct reflection of literally who I am internally, like my non-physical self. I'm a straight reflection of how I've been. 
<laughs> so when I met them, they're like, yeah, you are fully, and they gave me my name. I don't remember it right now, but you know, and they said, yeah, no, and, and they've been watching me and they're like, you're just very advanced. So you always, you're always a, like a couple of steps ahead. Um, and then you feel a lot of times that you're just waiting because you've accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish, you needed to accomplish for that segment. <laughs> super fast and they're like <laughs> so that's yeah. why it's like yeah 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 so that's basically yeah that's kind of me and that's how i've been since uh youth until right now <laughs> awesome dude i gotta hit you up on that i want to i want to try one of those journeys that that's oh, on my list you definitely um, do you definitely i'm gonna jump do. off i'm gonna segment off of that have you yeah. ever done like i just recently found out about this about me like a month and a half ago mm. you ever do one of those shamanic journeys no tell me more shamanic journeys I think oh, I think I'm probably butchering the name. But wait, shamanic. <laughs> hold on. Is that was is that through the um, where you find your spirit animal? Okay, no. So it's not the same thing. Sorry, I was yeah. thinking the school. I thought uh, the Church of Scientology. I did. No, not no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I've done so, everything just just to try just to check it out. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, so like that. this girl I was talking to a few months back. She explained she opened my eyes to the whole guided shamanic journey, and essentially, as you put put headphones on, it's a whole guided journey, almost like a guided meditation. You close your eyes, and the whole goal is to figure out who your spirit animal is. Mm -hmm. And from there, you then ask them, like, whatever question you have, like, what's my purpose in life and so on and so forth. Not far off from, um, what's that thing, the ayahuasca experience and all that stuff. So it's all these things where you got to kind of dig in deep to yourself to figure out what you want and who you are. Mm. And I did that. And the first time I did it, it was, it was mind blowing. Like, mm -hmm. I realized my spirit animals, there were two of them. One was an elephant, like an African elephant. And the other one was an owl. Oh. And I'd looked it up. I don't remember the definition of them right now. Mm -hmm. But like when I think of an owl, I think of wise. I'm like, I've always been told I'm like eight, an 80 year old person in a 30 person, 30 year old right. person's body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. No. And you know, it's funny because I, I didn't know the name of it, but I have, I have had a session. Well, I'm not sure if it's the same kind of session, but I did find out my, um, but no, I'm not sure if it's my spiritual animal, but I did find out about my past incarnations because um, like we, we reincarnate multiple times. Yeah. Um, so I came to find out a lot about my past one. So I was an elephant in a past life. Um, my, but my ancestry, I go all the way back to Neanderthal. Like I, 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 I've had, like, I've been around like, uh, for a long time. I've seen a lot of life experience and I've done a lot of different things. So one of my past life experiences, I was an elephant. Actually, it's pretty Dude, that is dope. That is like dope. Elephants are some powerful, strong, smart animals. Like yeah. I think of, um, I forget, I think it was, Ah, uh, what's the guy's name? The soldier from he went oh, all the way across. Hannibal, to fight. Hannibal Barca. Hannibal Barca. Barca, yes. Barca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought the elephants all up into the Caucasus Mountains and went back yeah. and killed them. He got elephants into the mountains in the cold, that freezing cold, and Bro. made them out alive. Thank Genius. you. Yo, Genius. gee, and and if you understand the times, that's equivalent to showing up with a tank. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, yes. it's, like, it's like whoa hold on how did this guy come with a whole fleet of tanks like damn and came from the north and hit them down like dude where, where did this guy come from like dude he's, yeah. he went through that cold that montreal ice cold day in day out that yep. we have with elephants yeah big gunshot these elephants remember the journey they remember the path exactly Gee, anyways, yeah, I yeah, know about that. That's another tangent. Yeah, yeah my, my, I, we had, I taught my children that, like, in homeschool, because that's one of the, that was one of the things when we were doing African history. Like, yeah, we went through different characters. That's why, when you said elephants, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, what, what would you say is the best lesson your parents taught you as a kid growing up? I could do anything. Um, Powerful. Yeah, I could do anything. My parents are, um, 
yeah they're very big like it, it's just on just that kind of i guess that freedom like just you know like they've always really told us like all our siblings that they really we could do anything that we've set our mind to um you know so i i, I do commend them and give them props for that uh, aside from that um i can i say that they've also taught me resilience um but in yes. a weird in a weird way because they both abandoned me so they <laughs> so they <laughs> the result came out <laughs> yo that and the thing is and and not in a bad way i guess abandoned might not be the best term but it's like my 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 mother and my father separated when i was younger so it's like we kind of grew up without my dad the relationship was still there we're still able to see him like kind of when we wanted to but he wasn't present like that and then at the age of maybe I guess I was what I want to say at most 20, maybe 19, 20. My mom decided that at this one, we're living in Montreal. So my mom decided she's moving back to Trinidad, not, not going for a visit. She's moving back to Trinidad to go to school. And she left my brother, myself, and my grandmother was living with us at the time. She said, um, these are all the bills that we have. This is all the expenses and you guys should be okay. And that was it. Deuces. So at a very, like, we had to, it's like, okay, cool. So, like, we really did learn resilience. Like, we learned how to deal. Like, we learned how to make sure that we were eating. We made sure to make sure the bills were, we did what we had to do to make sure the bills were paid. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like, and I look back now, and, and even I take a page from that, not to the extreme, um, <laughs> like my parents, <laughs> but I do put my children, I intentionally put my children in positions to make them think to make them critical thinkers. Like I don't, yes. you know, like I don't do for them all. Like I make them like, okay, this is you, you're on your own, figure it out. Like, because as a parent, I feel that's our responsibility. And a lot of, I feel a lot of parents, they don't get that. They don't understand that like these children are beings, like they are gods in themselves. They are non-physical beings living in bodies. So they, they, they have a certain, like they're good to go. You just, as a parent, you have to just guide. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so you can't over parent the parents that baby their children until they're adults. Like you're messing them up. I'm, yep. I just want, I wanted to drop the F bomb, but if you're <laughs> really like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're not doing them any service by, by doing everything for them because then you're going to find yourself with grown babies, grown children that can't take care of themselves because you've done everything for them. And then as a parent, you're going to be resentful. Like, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Not realizing that, that right there is the whole millennial argument. Like, mm. You guys, like my number one question was, who raised us? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like you guys complain, who raised us? That you thank did. you. Yeah. Who you, took the sand out of the playground because they thought it was dangerous? You right. did. Exactly. Who got rid of the metal slide because it was too hot? <laughs> you did. Exactly. What you for? <laughs> you babied us. You dumbed down the whole thing. And that's and and again, not to go too far off topic, but it's like that's I'm very concerned for our future. Like that's why I do invest so much time and energy because society. Um, or the powers that be, I, I don't think they have our best interests at, at heart. Like right now, you're talking, you have children in school that don't know how to write or spell, but they're telling them, come with your iPhone, come with your iPod, you'll be fine. You don't even need to know how to spell, just throw it in, you have a spell check. You have like, like just this, is, it's like we have children that don't want to read more than three or four lines because of just the amount of information they're hit with on social media. You have like, like basically they're really setting it setting us up to dumb down the next generation yeah. and, I, and, and i'm asking myself why and but while i'm asking the question i'm being proactive against that because i i don't i do not see in any way how we're going to benefit as a society by having a bunch of dumb people right 100%. i just don't feel 100%. that's going to work in any way like for myself my way like it's 
so I, I deal with, I, so I work as a personal trainer, coach, deal with a lot of teens. And number one message I go to all of them, like, what book have you read? Like, are you reading a book? Like, get it, get, like, get into these books. Like, you don't realize all the answers you want in life is mm-hmm. in a book somewhere. Like, the life you, you're living, someone's been through this before and wrote it down before. And like, this oh, is a yes. quote I got from Will Smith years back. He's like, whatever you want, anything you want an answer to in life is in a book somewhere. Mm. And it's like, I'm trying to explain to these kids that it's actually cool to read because like anything you want to get, you figure it out. You now have a leg up on everybody else. Exactly. That's like, right. If you're the only one, if you're the only one seeking information in your circle, you're the most powerful person in your circle. Bro, my tw- my son is 12. We're setting up for his black mitzvah. Okay, that's uh, so basically he's turning 13, um, and you know, so we we were planning and and preparing him to be a man, and I have him right now. I have him reading the Secrets of a Millionaire Mind at 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, yes. Yes, you got, you got ingrained that in there. Yeah, like, it's going to be sick. <laughs> I'm sure you're familiar with the brother Derek Grace 2 on Instagram. Is that the brother with the guns? Yes. Okay, word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Brother with the guns. Yes. You already know. You already know. Yes. You already know. Yes, 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 yes. No, and I think I follow him too, actually, as you say that. Yes. Yeah. All right, so I'm bring it back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. So, okay. Yeah, and we're back. So now... Mm-hmm. If it's one thing, if you knew that you couldn't fail, what would be the one thing you would do? Hmm. If I knew I couldn't fail, that's a pretty, like, hmm. okay, hold on. Let me, think, let me take that in. This, this might be an editing op because I might need a moment. So let me see. <laughs> um, if I knew I couldn't fail, what would I do? I could, the reason it's hard for me to think, because it is, because I, in my being, like the way I function is I already feel like I can't fail. So it's like literally what I'm doing, I'm like, I'm doing it. So now I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, let me think of something outlandish. Cause right now, like literally, like every, literally everything I do is because like failure is not an option for me. I don't like, I don't even, even if I don't succeed. And again, if, if you allow me, I'll just give a simple example. Like when I was starting the OFC years ago and we were, doing a, I remember we were doing a fundraiser and we wanted to get a, a building at the time and so we're like okay I think I think I'd set the goal I, like I said I was young I was new to this game so I was like <laughs> I, the goal is to raise half a million dollars and we're going to raise this money and you know and, and once we get the once we raise half a million dollars we're going to buy a building outright and blah 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 so I was hyped we did it we started a full campaign and then I think we ended up raising like sixteen thousand dollars okay so we're a little bit off from our goal but <laughs> <laughs> but the way the way I took it I was like okay all right, so we didn't get the half a million, but we do have 16,000 bucks. Cool. So I got a location. We renovated. I think that's where we met at the OFC under the barbershop. But anyways, so yes, we, we, renovated, yes. we renovated the space. We like, we decked it out. We had our own pool. We had like, basically we created a space. We needed a space for the community. We created a space for that 16K. And, and we, yo, we did everything there. We launched so much initiatives. We had space for people rank for all kinds of different things. So the way I always frame things is like, okay, cool. So this was my goal. This is where I got to. Did I fail? Nah, I just didn't, I just didn't hit like the people aren't ready yet. I didn't get to the half a million. Cool. But I'm where I need to be. We have to accomplish our objectives and we kept it moving. Right. So it's like, that's just how my mindset is. So it's just like, it's really hard um, to really think like, what else would I do if I felt like I couldn't fail? Like, but that's exactly why I asked you the question. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. All right. <laughs> that's exactly. I'm like, knowing how this guy's mind works. He's not going to have yeah, an answer yeah. to this, but let's just have him explain more to the listeners exactly how that mind works and okay, how it I is will. to have that mindset of like failure is not an option. Like yeah, there is no cool. choice but to win. Okay, cool. All right. So in that case, awesome. <laughs> Check. Kill that's that perfect. one. Perfect. 
So in the life you've lived, I'll say in the mm-hmm. present life that you live, not the ones you've lived in the past, but the okay. present life that you live, mm-hmm. who, is, who has served as a mentor and role model for you in life? Oh, cool. It could be so, someone you know in, in person or someone that you've never met. Okay. So um, in that case, I have two. In my life, um, this current life experience, I have my business coach, uh, Ken Ingram, that served as a mentor to me. Um, when I was coming up in business, he was, he was my first like business coach. Uh, he taught me so much vital, so much fundamental things that I brought into my life experience. Like uh, that really, like I, like I tell people, it's like, he, he gave me the ability to print money. Like he taught me so much fundamentals when I had to do, um, with being successful in business. Like I could honestly say the OFC wouldn't be as large and as powerful if it wasn't for some of the fundamentals that I was taught in business in terms of just communication and building relationships and stuff like that. So I gave Ken, I am, I give Ken a lot of credit as my mentor, um, like coming up. And it's funny because Ken is a white guy. Um, he likes to say that he's like, he has Bayesian blood. Um, so he's (laughs) like, he's, He's kind of black. I don't, I don't see it. For those that don't know Bayesian, Bayesian's from Barbados. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So he's like, like, and I'm, I'm talking like, he's literally white, white. Like, but he's like, he's, because his family was out there. Um, anyways, I, I tell him all the time. I'm like, well, your family's probably there because they're slave owners. But anyways, like, and not to, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, it's pretty messed up thing to tell a person. But I, but him and I have that kind of relationship. We're very open. Yeah, and just, you're able to be it, honest and just let it loose like that. that. That's it. That's it. We, it's all, it's all love and it's all whatever I, I shouldn't say it's all jokes but it's all love um mm-hmm. but that's basically what it is so ken was that but then also um in coming up and just studying like things within the black culture and stuff like that i was very um, motivated by marcus garvey um in terms of what he was able to accomplish and i feel that um i have uh, well i'm trying to follow in those footsteps in terms of just collective economics like group economics um and getting people to see the value of ownership um you know like he was very much on a let's move back to africa thing as well um i'm not so much on the let's move back to africa but i am very much on the let's build and connect with africa like i do like i said i would love to own real estate in africa and i feel like everybody should and just connect back with our with our nation our motherland our continent um but still be all over the planet but still know that we are african in our roots um but just to say garvey i think was garvey is like a very influential um, person in my life experience. I like that. I like that. And it's like you said, you know, it's about creating that pipeline connection back to Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a, I feel, I feel it's a hundred percent. It's, I just feel it's necessary as a, as a people, as a black people, as a melanated people, people of melanated descent. Um, I think it's, there's a value in just, you know, having, having a root, like it's, and just knowing kind of where you're coming from. And, but even, and I suggest anybody listening, just dive deep understand that our history started to be way before slavery like we've been yes. we've been on the we've been on this planet and again i don't want to i i like i don't want to go off on a tangent because i can but we've been on mm-hmm. this planet for a very long time 400 years is like laughable like we've like, been here all i got to say to that is there are pyramids on every continent but yet we still can't figure out how it's made that's thank all i got to say l- l- figure that one out yep thank figure you that one out Yep, it's our awesomeness. Okay, <laughs> it's just straight awesomeness. It was our ability, and if you like, I believe that that's why the powers that be, some of these, um, some of these racists, that's why they hate us because they studied our history before they burnt down all our libraries and books. Yep. So they, they, they know the truth about the melanated community. They know our power. They know our potential, and they're mad. They hate it. They're like, yo, as soon as you assholes wake up, 
you're going to be you're going to just instinctually yeah, yeah of course <laughs> because and and the thing is not and not dangerous because we're going to do to them but dangerous to them because their way of life is going to completely change like yep. we're just like just instinctually we are we are powerful so it's just like uh, i think we're just going to continue we're just going to run this whole thing we're going to take this back over you're welcome to stay if you want um or you could go but the point is we're just going to do our damn thing just yep. just come back into power and and like again historically it's just been a people that's just been giving mm-hmm. like it's like again like it, this could be a whole other tension. i'm trying to contain myself here but yes yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely no no so you, now, have to, you have to you have to bring back on when it's like just black talk let's just talk everything has to do with blackness our ability as black people or yep. even, and even just referring to us as black is not even the, the right term it's we are of melanated descent or because being black is really just a color it's, it doesn't really identify us but you know so we mm-hmm. grab, gravitate to it so we use it but if we really know the history on why we're called black it's actually not nice it's not nice at all it's actually pretty systemic how it's systematic how they do it i'm gonna have to make a little like a little maybe a three-part four-part series in the future for that because that's something that i'm definitely gonna love to d- dive into because yeah. the big part for me is the whole journey of all this is educating people mm-hmm. like i'll share a quick story that, I'm, that I'm, one of my experiences it's not nothing like major negative it's just like a little mm, like i really got to teach this kid mm-hmm. it was, i went this is cjet went to go do paintballing in mirabel so mirabel for those that don't know it's north of montreal so montreal for those that are worldwide listeners here montreal is a very multicultural city in canada you go further up north not that much multicultural is quite hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well said. Mm-hmm. So now this was in the early 2000s. And to kind of pinpoint the time, time frame here, Montréal Nord was heavy in the news with gang violence and shootings and so on and so forth. Okay. So now I'm going paintballing. Ironically enough, the whole squad from Vanier College were all black. It's just, it, it just the most ironic. I, got, I think I have a photo somewhere. We're all sitting down. The Mirabel are like on one side and we're on one side and like it's completely split down the middle on the on the bleachers. So long story short, as I'm getting my air, um, paintball gun, a little kid walks up to me, taps me on the shoulder, and he goes in French, excuse me, monsieur, you're going to de Montréal now? So now for those that don't speak French, he goes, excuse me, sir, are you from Montreal North? Now in my head, I have to race like a thousand miles. I'm like, all right, the kids asking from Montreal North. Why would he ask that? Okay, he's seen on news a lot of black people from Montreal North. I'm probably the first black person he's seen. The fact that the courage is gonna ask me a question like that, I'm not gonna shut on the kid. I'm gonna educate the kid. <laughs> no, I viens de je viens de Ville Saint Laurent. Like, no, I come from Ville Saint Laurent. Okay, merci. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Thank you. And he left. And that's all it is. You're right. And yep. Right then and there, I told myself, I'm like, oh, I just gotta educate people on the situation at hand and why things are the way they are. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it, that came up in one of the meetings uh, that we had, just the value. And, and, and this is actually even, even, not even, but especially white people need to learn. Like us as black people, we need to, we need to be willing to teach um, and just for them to understand um, like who and what we are. Just say, the same way we need to understand that not all white people are racist. They also need to be able to understand and differentiate and know that w- like we do have a history of a powerful history way beyond what they were taught. Um, because understanding like they, a lot of these white people are victims of the system because the system educated them in a certain way on purpose, just to create that divide and conquer. You divide, you'd conquer. So the mm-hmm. system, the powers that be who are running these mammoth infrastructures, like they are the ones who are infusing like the curriculums are making sure this and this is happening. This is how the children are thinking. And that's, that's really what it is. So they really, they did play a number on the entire planet because they did a lot of dividing and conquer. So people do not see themselves in anything like it's, it's really, but we are technically all one being and we all do have a lot it's like 
we have there's a lot of history that that a lot of people just don't know and that ignorance is is what's really destroying humanity yep you know like we're talking about history I th i'm thinking i may challenge myself to do like a little history segment on mm -hmm. not as his own episode like pick a person to research on and just help educate through the podcast or through video. I'm going to figure that out, but that's something I'm going to put on my list of many lists of things to do. Mm -hmm. And if I could share with people, for those who are interested, um, well, one of the things we do when anybody becomes new members at OFC now is that we make it a point for them to watch Hidden Colors 2. Um, Hidden, because of the, of just the content that comes with that documentary, um, Hidden Colors, there's a whole series for those who do not know. Um, it's like a five part series. So Hidden Colors from one to five. And then they came out with the 1804 that talks about the hidden history of Haiti. Yeah. And I like, I strongly suggest that people find that if you choose get in contact with the OFC, we'll get you a copy. Um, we'll make sure like, because these are things like, if you want to learn stuff, like these are like start here okay like let's make it happen like start here um because it's like the information is there um and it's like it's heavy like when you know the history mm -hmm. of like some uh, like what we've done as a melanated people as a black people on the planet people of african descent you and when you understand that we were way more than slaves because you have some conversations with some white people and they don't know anything past slavery like and it's, and it's not their fault like it's totally not like to me it's totally. an ignorance that we have and not ignorance in a bad thing just ignorance in the fact that you just don't know and like it's not your fault for not knowing like why would you know that's it talk about it so yeah so anyway so that's yeah mm -hmm. so to, to again come back on course back to the podcast we're mm -hmm. gonna dive in because again it's, it's, the podcast is meant to be about you and mm -hmm. i love the fact we go off tangents it's keeping it authentic so now we're going to dive into but, but, but it's funny, though, because you are saying, and I'm sorry to cut you, but anybody who knows me, everything that we've dove off to, if, if people, it is, if it is to talk about me and what I'm into, it's, we're pretty 100% on. Like, yeah. we, we have tech, we technically have not veered off. <laughs> yeah, then that's, you know, honestly, I hear, I feel that 100% because I have like a million and one ideas in my head, a million and one topics mm -hmm. that I'm curious about, I'm interested in. And like, like I've been doing a newsletter for, on a weekly newsletter, and it's just always just random stuff. Like, like if you try to pinpoint, okay, where's he coming from? You're not going to find a link. <laughs> like it's each planet, like none of these planets are connected. Everything's on its own little thing. I'm just bouncing from place to place. Right. That's cool. So now we're going to dive into the lightning round. So okay. lightning rounds, we're going to ask you a question. You just got to think fast, give an answer. What comes to mind first? Don't overthink it. Okay, cool. All right. So we're going to start off pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Worse, uh, laundry. Truth or dare? Truth. Having money or having free time? Free time. Horror movies or comedy movies? Comedy movies. Now in the cupboard, cups facing up or cups facing down? Up. Toilet paper, you putting it over or under? It's irrelevant to me. So I guess I don't even know the difference when I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 in all honesty, I, I don't even know. So. I love that. that was a, I'm on video. People can't see. Well, that was like the most straight face. Like, it's irrelevant to me. Like, why even ask me this question? I can be doing this. Like, I, even if I looked at the roll, I couldn't tell you is that, is that up or down. Like, I, I don't know. By the time the toilet paper rolls off for what I need, I, I, I can't tell you if I took it from up or down. Like, I don't know. Awesome. Uh, I, I, or, or I would say, like, baby wipes it's very very so if you're okay yes on. yes that's the upgrade <laughs> i made in cjet never going back game changer life changing yes also a very privileged thing to have being in north america <laughs> fully aware of that yo i just got these new ones anyways that where it's just like they're called like man wipes i think they're called anyways hold on we're gonna have to come back to that off air off yeah, air, yeah, off yeah. air. Off <laughs> sorry guys. um yeah. 
Ninjas or pirates? Ninjas. And if you inherit an island, your own island, and build your own society, what is the first rule or law you're putting into place? Do unto others like you want done to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could have said that myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, the way I like to end the podcast is to ask my guests this, everybody the same question. And to me, it's a question wait, wait, hold, that... Wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry to cut you. Because yeah. I do want to... I, I know I'm not supposed to overthink it, but I definitely want to switch my dishes or laundry. Because... Worse is dishes uh, over laundry. Okay, sorry. You can go ahead. <laughs> I had to really think about it. I was like, because mm. at first I was like, they're both the same, so whatever. But no, then when I really thought about it, if I had the choice, I'd prefer to do laundry because I could set it and leave. Dishes, you really have to stand there and do all of them. So okay. if, I, if, I, if I did put this out on video, that's when I'd bring in the breaking news baseline that comes in. <laughs> breaking news. Farrell changes mind on laundry dishes. <laughs> Now, back to our scheduled program. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because I really had to cut you for that. Wait, wait, before you move on. This is, I just want people to know. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is a question to me that it helps me really understand who the person is, what they value, and who they are. It's one of those, like, how to put it. To me, it's a very deep question. Let's me know who the person is. I'm trying to find an example in my head, but I'm drawing a blank. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. So, if you could have anyone over as a dinner guest, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to take the best for last, baby. I guess, like, and to not not overthink it too much, um, like, I, I like this is a very logical answer for me, like, because I would have Garvey over. Um, and, and it's really because I'm amazed because Garvey, like, the UNIA got to something like 4 million members without the internet. I'm super... I'm super interested in, in terms of how did you do that? Like, so I would just, that's like, that's a real, like straight, like, I just want to know, like, sit, show me, explain to me, like, What's the blueprint? what is the blueprint G? Like I'm here doing the damn thing and I have the internet, but it's like, how did you get to 4 million members without the internet? Pre-internet. That is thank you it's uh, that right i'm impressed too like so i'm just like who what how like that's it and garvey wasn't old either he was a young man that's thank you he really was <laughs> no no he really really was so that's you know so if i had to if i had to say this uh uh like a, a a real talk answer like that it'd be that if i had another like a backup if he wasn't available it would be something like bob marley um just just because he like just from what i've seen and what i watched like his energy and his spirit was so peaceful and loving like i would just like to just hang with him for a bit just to mm-hmm. just to, just to vibe like you know smoke a joint eat some food and just chill like just to be in the presence because he just he seemed very genuine and he seemed like you know like this was really you know what he was about and i really Dude. i would like that you know you bring up bob marlon i'm thinking i'm like holy crap like i realize like the energy i'm putting out the message i'm putting out it's like look let's just like love each other like i'm not like there's time for arguments and so on and so forth, but I realized like the message I'm putting out is very similar to Bob Marley. Like let's let's mm-hmm. lead with love. Don't mm-hmm. be ignorant of what's going on either. I'm not saying like lead with love blindly. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be okay. No, no, like you still mm-hmm. got to working, but yeah. And they're like, this dude used the best vehicle ever, music. This is like mm-hmm. genius. Put yep. people into melodic trance-like state and deliver your yep. message, which is like the greatest thing in the world. Yep. But his essentially his message is like, yeah, just lead with love. Like we're all here, let's have a good time together. We're all sharing the earth. And like, I like to look at it as everybody you come across in life is your neighbor. And like, we're supposed to make life easier for our neighbors. 
Amen. And if you listen to his music now, you swear he wrote it last week for the times that we're living right now. That's it. that's how you're just like, God, God. like I that's why they, they had to take out Bob Marley. I like I don't yeah. know super conspiracy theorist, but I know they killed him. So it's like because <laughs> he was just he was too powerful. He was too powerful and humble and like nah, they're like, no, if we let this guy go, one, like he'll 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 get the whole planet to just start loving and, and loving each other. And that that's against the system's plan of divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, mm-hmm. we gotta isolate that. So we're gonna save this for the other episode. I'm probably gonna call it the Black Experience. I'm trying to figure out yes. the name for what those pod, that podcast series will be, but it'll be hosted on the same net channel, mm-hmm. Your Happiness Loves Company podcast. Awesome. So, dude, my man, Pharaoh King, blessed. Want to say thank you for showing up today. This has been a great pleasure, of mine, to interview to get to know more deep about who you are. Again, I love going on these tangents. It's just it's what we do. It's, it's mm-hmm. what we do. Definitely. Definitely. I, I hope I hope the people were were entertained and they were able to to learn a little something. I don't know if we said anything that's education. I really can't remember if we were just, just talking off the top of the head, but I hope we did share a couple of things. I did find the title of the book while we were while we were chatting. Yes. So it's the Taoist Secrets of Love, Cultivating Male Sexual Energy. Okay. And that's by Mantak. Oh, purple cover. Purple cover. Yeah, you see got it? it here on Amazon. Making that order soon. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, some next level ish. So, um, so did I give people like how, how to get in contact with me if they're interested? They want to find out more. Um, you can say it now. I'm also gonna put in the show notes at the bottom. So Dope. if you want to get in contact, I'll have a little section in there how to reach you. Awesome. And, and dude, yeah, man, dude, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate this. My pleasure, my brother. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Continue doing what you're doing. And I look forward. I'm going to continue to send people your way because I feel like there's a lot of awesome people out there that should be getting on this platform. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Peace out. My Peace. Thank you for listening. Now, before we sign off, I want you to do one thing for me. If you enjoyed the episode, I want you to text someone that you're grateful for them. Send them a message letting them know that you're grateful for having them in your life. Now, make sure to share this episode with a friend and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace out, family.